Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the goth girl's love interest turned out to be the monster in the woods. Huh? Mm. If you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, the trailer, the poster, whatever we can get our hands on, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible. And then when the movie comes out, we go and see how close we got. I thought I'd go more classic with the introduction there. Love it. It was the old school introduction. It's a throwback. Yeah. Kind of like Scream is a throwback to like a dead genre. You know what I mean? Very much so. So I saw, weirdly enough, to sort of almost get straight into Scream. I saw for the first time this week, uh, both When a Stranger Calls movies. Mm. And straight away at the start of both movies, I was just like, oh man, Scream ripped off this movie so hard. But I guess that's the the point. Yeah, it's self-aware. Yeah, it's supposed to be sort of parroting those movies. But it's very much those movies, When a Stranger Calls. But there's not like a, a serial killer running around in When a Stranger Calls. It's just one woman being harassed by a potential killer. And then usually, usually the killer gets killed by the cops by the end. But, you know, it's all about building suspense. So this one's a bit more more sort of throwback to... Slashes. Slashes with a little bit of a Stranger Calls thrown in there as well. But it was so weird. I, was, I just happened to watch them not even thinking about, you know, covering Scream this week. Ooh. And then when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah. We're doing Scream because this is exactly Scream. Did this help you? It did a little bit. I was inspired a little bit to do it, but only only like a little tiny bit. So, let's get into it. So, of course, this episode we're talking about Scream 6, which is, of course, a sequel to Scream, confusingly enough. So Five. It's not actually called Scream 5. I it's know, just called it's, Scream. It may as well be called Scream 5. Which we covered last year. We haven't done the actual spoilers episode for that yet. And, of course, this, this installment is the sixth installment of the Scream franchise, if you couldn't work it out from the title. Why did they put numbers back in? I don't know. I thought this was, and the, the movie actually says this, a a requel, right? So, it was yeah. like a reboot sequel, which is why they didn't in have the, the number. In the fifth one, they it. said that. Yeah, that's right. So, it's really confusing that they then It go, should be called Scream Kills, if anything. Yeah. Or Scream Ends. <laughs> no. It's not going to be Scream Ends. No. We actually said in that previous episode, did you listen back to our Scream episode? No, I did not. You didn't? What a shame. Oh, You're going to make all the same mistakes. But we actually said at the end of the plot, they're never going to make a sequel to this movie. Everyone's tired of this genre. But Here of course, are. Scream came out last year and was a massive hit, or like a huge hit. And of course, they went into production for a sequel straight away. So I was definitely wrong there. And they had the sequel written, from what I understand, they had the sequel written at the time that they did the first, well, the, the original movie. Really? Not not the original original movie, but the Scream 5. They had, had it already written this plot and depending on the success or not of Scream 5 was going to be if they released this movie. Well, this is definitely a sequel and not a requel, whatever they were calling it in the previous movie, because we are following the same characters and continuing the story on from last time. And so, I guess because we haven't really discussed it yet, let's not go into too much detail because we're going to do a proper episode on it yet. But, Matty D, what was your history with the previous Scream installment outside of covering it on this show? It was covering on the show. That that was my yeah. history. I mean, uh, I- That's s- when you watch the Scream movies for the first time. Yeah. Um, I speak- well, sorry. The Scream movie for the first time. <laughs> you only have ever seen one, now presumably two. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, as I said in the previous episode where we covered Scream 5. I'm just going to call it Scream 5. Yeah, please sense. do. I, I never had seen any of the Scream movies. I watched, I think, one and two no, leading up to the you show. You just watched the first one. You never finished the second one. All right, I watched half the second one. 
Because I remember at the end of that episode, you were like, this is a really cool franchise. I like it. And you can't say that without having seen the movies. <laughs> They're all pretty bad with the exception of the first one. And I want to know your thoughts on the Scream 5. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought they did a really good job. I wasn't expecting it to be mm. as good as it was. I thought... Don't do like too much of a review because, no. like I said, we've got a future we, episode we, yeah. coming up where we're going to cover it in detail. But, um, yeah, it, it, I enjoyed it, so... I was the same. I enjoyed it too. Went and saw it in the cinemas when it came out. I was not expecting it to be great. I was expecting it to be trash. Yeah, honestly. me too, which is probably evident from our predictions in that original episode we did. But yeah, I was actually quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it. I had a good time watching it. Made with a lot of love. Yeah, I'd say it's about as good as the first one. I agree. And all of the other sequels are nowhere near as good as the these two. So and they and say five. that in the movie as well. Yes, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. But what's funny, my favorite part, uh, again, like I said, I don't want to go too much into it. My favourite part in Scream 5 is that, like, the Stab franchise has gone, like, so off the rails. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, a tank top wearing a ghost face with a metal mask and a flamethrower. <laughs> and the whole reason that the killers, you know, start the killings is because, like, the Stab movies are so bad now that we want to do, like, a callback to the original so they can go back to doing, like, good Stab <laughs> yeah. movies again. And it's all very meta, of course. But, yeah, that was my favourite part. And I I'm, loved it. I'm sure they might have a little bit of that same commentary in this movie, but I don't know if they can really do the same thing again and get away with it. They've got to do something fresh, right? Well, yeah, I'm not... Uh, and I don't want, like, Halloween Kills or Halloween Ends style, like, something different. Yeah. <laughs> I just want them to do not what they did in the previous instalment. I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of what made the original special in this in these trailers. No. Uh, and which makes me think that they're going off in their own direction, which is dangerous territory, in my opinion. Yeah, they keep saying in all the promotional material, oh, this ghost face is different, but I'm like, I'm not seeing any difference here, he's no. doing the same shit. Well, according to a few of the actors that have come out, it's a much more gorier movie. They, okay. they pulled back on Scream 5, and now that they've kind of gotten the blessing of the audience, there, this is going to be a way more gory and way more bloody movie. Okay, wow, I so look forward that's, to it. that's one thing that's different, but aside from that, I'm, I'm with you, I'm not seeing a lot of other different things with this particular ghost face. Now, one thing I wanted to correct from our previous podcast episode, I kept saying over and over again that all of the characters in that movie, all of the potential victims in that movie, had connections with previous killers. Now, that wasn't actually the case in that movie. Only one of the characters had a connection with a previous killer. The other characters were related, I believe, to Randy. Were the two twins related to Randy from uh, the first movie? Randy, of course, being... Oh, he was also in the second movie, He Dies. He was the, the, the movie buff guy. I don't remember. Did they? I, I, don't, I didn't think they were. I, maybe I can't remember. Yeah. No, they, they were related to him because they were watching Stab, weren't they, at one point? And yes. they're watching the scene with their- Uncle. With their uncle. uncle and the, yeah, and yeah, yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing is happening That's in real right. life as, as is happening in the movie. Because they do say, oh, this is based on our uncle. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, he wasn't a killer. So, I was wrong in that count. And another thing I thought we should talk about as well, this is the first Scream movie not to feature Nev Campbell, who was previously the star of all the other movies. No. And I heard the reason that she wasn't interested in doing this one was that they didn't offer her a lot of money for it. Right. I think they said, oh, you're not going to be the main character in this new sort of requel series. So, here's like 20 bucks and a slap on the ass. And she was like, no, thanks. Is this the first movie she hasn't been That's in right. It? Okay. If you'd seen the other movies, you would have been able to confirm that fact. We've seen two of them now, two and a half. Those are the important ones, right? That's right. I mean- it, Don't really, waste your time with really, those other ones. The, the first movie and the opening of the second movie are the best bits of- the franchise, yeah. yeah, that's right. So, you're going to have the same issue that you had last time, though, where you don't know what they've done before because they don't like to repeat what they've done. I mean, sure, the premise is the same every single time. The twist is the same every single time. But they don't like to repeat scenarios. Yeah. But I, I don't think it really hurts you. You didn't listen back to the episode, so you don't really know. But uh, 
We'll see in the future if it hurts you or not. Actually, it did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into that in the future. So anyway, what do we know about Scream 6 so far? So, so far, there's two trailers, and I think one's more of a there's teaser. Three. Is there three? Yeah, I there's only... a teaser trailer, a main trailer, and a Super Bowl trailer. There is a Super Bowl trailer. And what we can see in the trailer is it's the two sisters from Scream 5. They've mm-hmm. moved to Sam New York and City. And thinking they've moved to New York City with everybody they know, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Which a was odd. just the two twins. Yes. And- Ghostface has followed them. We see a lot of scenes where Ghostface is pursuing them in a you know gas station in their mm-hmm. house, um, and they seem to stumble upon, I guess, a shrine to Ghostface. Yeah, so, that's what they call it. Mm, it's like a Ghostface museum. Yeah, at least that's what I called it anyway. Yeah, but it's a lot of like running around, slashing knives at at our heroes, at teenagers. Yeah. Not a lot of information. Young adults, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of information. Would you like to hear the synopsis for the movie that I took from the official website? I hate this synopsis. Following the latest Ghostface killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. That's it. That's the whole thing. I mean, I cut out the part where they uh, list all of the the actors, but, you know, that's not important to the plot. Yeah. And there's way too many characters in this movie. (laughs) There's a lot of characters. At any given moment in the trailer, there's like 20 people like gathered around on the screen. I'm like, what is this, a Marvel movie? (laughs) How are we ever going to care and be able to follow all of these characters and, for that matter, be able to predict <laughs> what's going to happen in a plot? They had way less characters in the previous movie, yeah. and they had a lot of characters in that movie. <laughs> but there's just too many. There's just too many characters. I didn't even list them all in my cast list because I'm like, we'd be here all day. Yeah, in my, in my plot, it's just like the group. The group did yeah, this. Yeah, I put our gang. <laughs> the gang. Yeah, it's like Alfalfa and Spanky are running around with them. <laughs> oh, man, I think you just wrote a better movie. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. A like- crossover with a little run. Rascal's horror movie. Yes. Would actually really work. Yeah. Hello. The question isn't who am I? The question is where am I? I don't know. Can't see you. I mean, they did one with Winnie the Pooh. I don't I think that has legs. Well, have you seen the Winnie the Pooh one? No. Jesus Christ. It's literally just a cheap, low-budget horror movie where they have, like, a pig mask and a bear mask, and they called it Winnie the Pooh. Has nothing to do with Winnie the Pooh. Mm. It's literally, like, an unwatchable, like, filmed on someone's iPhone movie. Yeah. And it's all getting all the buzz at the moment, but, you know, hey, I, think, I think when people go see it, they're going to realize, holy crap, I spent money on, like, can't. a $50 budget movie. Uh. I think people are just getting over the novelty of, of Winnie the Pooh being in the public domain. Yeah. We're not here to talk about that movie. We were never, ever going to cover that movie because I took one look at the trailer and was like, nope, we're not doing that piece of shit. So anyway, let's talk about all of the characters who are in this movie, or at least all the ones that I think are going to be important. Let's go. And then we can dive into our plot. So... Returning is the character of Gail Weathers. She's now apparently the the lead. The biggest actress in this movie is Courtney Cox. Or what's left of Courtney Cox anyway. Have you seen how much plastic surgery she's had? One of our friends. Yep. Of course, we've talked about her in the previous Scream movie. Next up, returning as the character of Sam Carpenter is Melissa Barrera. She was fine in the previous movie. Glad to have her back this time. Yeah. Next up, arguably the biggest actor currently in this movie. Oh, she's everywhere. Playing the character of Tara Carpenter is Jenna Ortega, who we mentioned last week. She was Wednesday Addams most recently. She, of course, I think the first time I ever saw her in anything was in the previous Scream movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. I saw her in- But she's everywhere now. You? I think she was in you. She was in me? Yeah, in you. Wow. Closer than I thought. Well, she was underage at the time, so maybe she okay, should have been- Okay, never mind. In you. But in the film- In my heart, of yes, course. in your heart, yes. Yep. But yeah, Wednesday Adams. Oh, she was in uh, Babysitter 2. She was too. 
Babysitter 2, she's one of the main characters, along with another person who's in this movie. She does a lot of horror movies, doesn't she? Yeah, she she? does. She basically just does horror stuff. Yeah. She's a horror icon. She's a young scream queen, you'd call Uh her, literally in the movie Scream. (laughs) So, next up, playing the character of, well, returning as the character of Kirby Reed, is Hayden Panettiere, returning all the way from Scream 4, the worst of the Scream movies. Now, everybody probably knows Hayden Panettiere from Heroes. Yep. And she was also in that movie, I Love You, Beth Cooper, if you've seen that one. Nope. Where she has a shower scene. Everyone was very excited about that movie. (laughs) She dropped off the face of the earth. She was like the next big actor. That's right. The last movie she was in was basically Scream 4. (laughs) Do you know much about this character, Kieran? Because I never watched Scream 4. Yeah, she was a survivor of Scream 4. That's all you need to know. All you need to know. Okay, cool. She didn't really do much Was in she the movie. main character? No, she wasn't. So, the main character was Nev Campbell, the main character in all the Scream movies. Yeah. And uh, Julia Roberts' daughter. No, it was Eric Roberts' daughter. My bad. What was her name? Someone, Rob Emma Roberts, was the killer in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Didn't like it. Uh, now, returning as the character of Mindy Meeks Martin, one of the two twins, is Jasmine Savoy Brown. She was fine in the previous movie. In fact, yeah. I'd say she was a highlight in the previous movie. She was good. She was good. A little annoying. Yes. Um, actually, I found her very annoying. I'm yes. going to be honest. But I think she was that's- basically like for most of the movie being like, do you think I'm the killer? <laughs> oh, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Never. Never did I ever think you were the killer. No, because she was being too obvious. <laughs> she was being too obvious that we're supposed to think she's the killer. Along with her brother, Chad Meeks Martin, being played by Mason Gooding a second time. Mm-hmm. There was no point where I ever thought he was the killer in the movie. I'm like, it's too obvious. And also, uh, Ghostface isn't tall enough to beat him. Yes, exactly. And he didn't do a lot in the, that movie. No. Guy? He had like a track my phone app. I remember in that scene. I haven't really watched the movie since. He was the boyfriend, cinemas. right? He was the boyfriend of Liv. Yeah. Who was killed in that movie. So, I guess he's dealing with the fallout. By the way, did you think that uh, Jasmine Savoy Brown looked completely different in this movie to the previous movie? I don't know what it is about her. Is it her hair? But she just looks like a completely different person now. I guess a year makes a difference. I guess so. But yeah, it took me a while to recognize her as the same person. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about some new characters in this movie. I mean, yeah, let's talk about some new characters to this franchise. So, playing the character of Detective Bailey is Dermot Mulroney. Now, he's probably best known for being in Young Guns, though I do remember that he was in the movie Zodiac, very briefly. I don't really know this actor at all. No, me neither. He's maybe in the trailer twice. Yeah. So, I don't really know what his overall so impact is going to be. Like Aside from the fact that he's got Detective in the title, I yeah. can assume. And he's working with our heroes just in some capacity, presumably trying to solve these killings. Yeah. Presumably so. Well, I guess we'll get into it. Now, an actor I'm very excited oh, to see in this movie she's playing, back. playing the character of Laura is Samara Weaving. Your crush. Yeah, I, like I said, I'll watch her in anything. We've talked about her in the past, of course, with Bill and Ted Face the Music, as well as Snake Eyes, where she played Scarlet. We're yet to see Snake Eyes, though. We're only a couple of weeks away from revisiting it. Exciting. And the last person I wanted to talk about, and certainly not least, playing the voice of Ghostface himself is Roger L. Jackson, of course, returning from the previous movie. Yes, lovely. Did you want to mention that uh, Tony... Uh, Revoli. Who? The guy Tony who was- Yeah, the guy who was- Flash um, Thompson Flash from Thompson. Spider-Man? Yes. I wasn't going to because he was in one single second in the trailer. I mean, in all fairness, Samara Weaving was in one single second he, of the trailer, but I like her better. He was also in the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's right, he was. He was like the bellboy, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, well, I, well I just he's wanna... not in the trailer, so who cares? Sorry, well, I just want to bring him up because he's my killer. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay, wow. <laughs> Did you just say that because he's not in the trailer? I I do actually have an issue with him being the killer because I don't think he's tall enough. Maybe. Because I noticed something I did notice straight away in this movie. I'm like, this ghost face is a lot taller than the previous ghost faces because they're always like short-ish because mm. they're supposed to be like teenagers. But this time, I noticed when he was in the convenience store, like, he's looming over the top of the shelves. He's taller than, like, a guy, like, a big man. He's taller than him. So, I'm like, well, that only narrows down, like, two or three characters it could be in the movie. He's got lifts in his boots. 
Yeah, maybe he's on stilts. Maybe. Didn't think about that. It's Tony wearing stilts. Maybe. <laughs> Playing the character of Jason, did you say he was? Yeah, okay. So, he's your killer. So, we know that straight away. Yes. All right. Should we get straight into our plots? Let's do it. I guess I'll go first because you went first in the previous episode, as in like the previous Scream episode. So, it's only fair that we like take turns. So, as I already sort of started to say, I kind of found it interesting to like narrow down who the killer could possibly be because first of all, I mentioned the height difference. So, they've got to be a relatively tall person and conveniently because they have most of the characters standing next to each other in most of the shots in the trailer, I can see how tall everyone is in relation to each other. There's characters who like, there's no way that they could definitely be the killer. Like there's no way that like- Tara. Yeah, Tara. uh, Yeah, there's no way that Tara could be (laughs) the killer. I'm glad you've come around on that now. Tara and Sam, I can't see being the killers at all because they're being pursued by the killers too many times. Same with the two twins. I don't think they could be the killer. They weren't the killers in the previous movie. Why would they be the killers now? So, that only leaves like a small sort of group of people. And a lot of them, I think, are going to be killed off by the killers. So, that like by the final fight, that only leaves like two or three people it could be. We know that there's always going to be multiple killers. So, I'm like, well, that really boils it down. Let's have a stab in the dark. You know what I mean? No pun intended. And yeah, that's how I worked out who I think the killer was. So... There's six people in the movie who definitely can't be killers. So that makes it really easy to boil it down. Straight on to the point of Sydney. Sydney was our was a main character in, in all of the previous movies with the exception of Scream 5, where she was like, sort of like a background character, but still important. I think she'll be mentioned by the characters in the movie, but we'll never see her because we know she's not in the movie. So we'll hear them talk about her, but that's it. That's a good prediction. Now, I originally thought that the movie was going to start off with Samara Weaving's character, Laura, being killed off in an alleyway. But oh. I changed my mind and decided to work her into the plot in a different way. Okay. So instead, we opened with our standard setting, a woman settling in to watch a horror movie only to be harassed by Ghostface. But this time we have a little bit of a twist. It's Gail Weathers settling in to watch the latest stab movie with her new boyfriend. Presumably, it's based on the previous movie, Scream 5, or the events of that movie anyway. So she's got a brand new boyfriend since poor old Dewey's no longer around. <laughs> poor guy. We poor did, Dewey. We were both like, there's no way they're going to kill off Dewey. And they did. They did. They did. So, the phone so she rings. moved yep. on. Well, she'd already moved on. Mm. It's not like they got back together at any point. Yeah. So the phone rings, Gail's boyfriend answers it and says that the call is for her. The caller, of course, turns out to be Ghostface. He's back. Gail rolls her eyes and says that we've done this tired routine a thousand times before, but this time Ghostface claims to be different. Meanwhile, in the background, we see Ghostface grab Gail's boyfriend and drag him away, setting up that there'll be multiple killers as is standard, except for in Scream 3. <laughs> And I think possibly Scream 4 as well. But ignoring those two movies. So, Gail's phone conversation is interrupted when her boyfriend's body is thrown through the window. Gail screams and runs to her bedroom where she locks herself in and produces a gun. Still on the phone with Ghostface, she says that she's not going to make the same mistakes she made in the past and fires the gun at the bedroom door, aiming for where the killer's head would be. But after a beat, Ghostface bursts in and tackles Gail and we cut to the opening titles, believing that Gail might be dead. We know she's not because she appears in the rest of the trailers. (laughs) We're then introduced to our returning cast, sisters Sam and Tara Carpenter, and the twins Mindy and Chad Meeks Martin. The four have now moved from Woodsboro to New York as a result of the events of the previous movie. Remember before, I think with Halloween and the previous Scream movie, we said, why don't they just move away? Yeah, because the killer never leaves their hometown. Except except for in Scream 3. In Scream 3, they moved to LA and there's a Scream killer there as well. So they've done this before. Oh, have they? Yes. Our four survivors are now in college and live in a dorm with a bunch of new potential victims. The new dormmates consist of Jason, Ethan, Anika, Quinn, and Danny. 
We're also introduced to Jason's girlfriend, Laura. There you go. I've worked her back into the plot. Who is only mentioned here because she becomes important later in my plot. How? <laughs> You'll see. I wonder. Jeez, yeah. Jeez, I wonder where this is going. Because I'm like, she's not in the trailer, so I don't know how she factors into the movie. But you wouldn't get like a name, unless you're going to kill her off in the opening scene, like I originally thought. Like, she's the Drew Barrymore of this movie. I don't know why else you'd put Samara Weaving in the movie, since she is a name and a lot of these other actors aren't. Sam, Tara, Mindy and Chad are all still a little shaken up by the murders they witnessed back in Woodsboro. But their new friends insist that nothing like that can happen to them in the Big Apple. It's a big city, it's always awake, it never sleeps, you know, just like in the Frank Sinatra song. And there's people around all the time. Crime never happens in New York City. Never quite, happens quite in New York. Quite famously. People are never murdered in the street in New York City. <laughs> so on Halloween night, our gang are riding a subway train to a party where the carriage is full of people dressed in Halloween costumes. I spotted the Babadook, I spotted Freddy Krueger, of course, and I also spotted a guy in a Jason mask, which I thought that was all pretty cute. Tara quickly notices that there are several people dressed as Ghostface and they instantly become nervous. One of the people in a Ghostface costume starts to approach them and then when the lights on the train begin to flicker, Ghostface grabs Mindy by the face, only for him to be punched out by Chad. When the train reaches the next stop, our gang exits the carriage and splits up. Tara and Sam run down the street and notice that Ghostface is chasing them. They take refuge inside a convenience store where they beg the shop clerk to call the police. This of course is all stuff we see in the trailer so I'm going to basically do it beat for beat. A big guy calls out Sam and Tara for cutting in line, and suddenly Ghostface steps into the store. Ghostface stabs and kills the big guy without hesitation, and the rest of the customers flee. The store owner shoots at Ghostface with a shotgun, but unfortunately misses him. The store owner goes after Ghostface, but Ghostface gets the better of him and stabs him in the neck. Ghostface picks up the store owner's shotgun and blasts him in the face. He's dead. Hmm. He's Dunsky. Does Ghostface ever use guns? He has in the past. Okay. But, yeah, not all the time. Well, he used a flamethrower in the stab movies. Anyway. Sam and Tara hide in the aisles and are forced to crawl through broken glass as they make their way to the exit. Ghostface hears the sound of crunching glass and makes his way over to the two girls. But before he can shoot at them, Ghostface is distracted by police sirens and escapes out a back door. Sam and Tara are taken into police custody and at the police station we meet Detective Bailey. Detective Bailey explains that he's been hunting the new Ghostface killer ever since Gail Weathers was recently attacked. We now learn that Gail survived the attack and Detective Bailey theorises that the killer is targeting the survivors from the previous movie. Makes sense. There's probably been a couple of other killings as well. And, you know, Gail was the only one to survive it. So she can confirm to the police that, yes, a guy just as Ghostface is back and he is doing these killings. Imagine if they killed Sydney off screen. They're cool. not going to do that. I know, but it'd be I mean, that's totally something they could do. Like in my Rocky, <laughs> no, sorry, like in my Creed 3 plot. But I don't think they're going to do that there because I don't think it's particularly respectful. So rather than putting them under protective custody, Detective Bailey lets Sam and Tara return home as normal, telling them that they can contact him with any information they might receive. So they're like, if a killer comes a knocking, if you hear a knife like <laughs> tapping on your window, give me a call. Because <laughs> I don't know why you'd be like, oh, don't worry about it, just go home. Even though they've been attacked by a killer before, and it's clearly evident that they are targets. But anyway, it's a movie. Maybe all the people Ghostface killed uh, were all bad people, and- so like, there's no way that they can really <laughs> consider him like a criminal. Okay, all right, all right, very funny. But I mean, that's a typical trope of these movies. The police are sort of useless, or you know, hands off with stuff. So remember in the original Candyman movie how they had the woman that they were quite sure was a murderer, and they just let her out of jail for no reason at all. They're like, "Did you do it? No. All right, you can go home. Potential murderer." <laughs> I thought that was so stupid, but anyway. We're talking about this movie. We're never talking about another Candyman movie. Yay. So back at their dorm, Sam explains to everyone that she has been hiding a dark secret. She is the daughter of the original Ghostface killer, Billy Loomis. And as a result, she will always be a target for wannabe Ghostface killers. So they're all in danger just by being around her. But her dormmates tell her that she's safe with them since she's always surrounded by friends. 
Because no one ever dies in universities, mate. No, never, never happens. Never. Meanwhile, upstairs, Jason gets a call from Ghostface, and he, Quinn, and Ethan, because I didn't know what to do with Ethan, are, <laughs> are brutally murdered since they only appear once in the trailers. So they're never with our gang. So I'm like, well, they got to be killed off. Body counts. Cool. Yeah. Our heroes find their bodies and go to leave the dorm, only to find that Ghostface is waiting for them at the front door. Mindy simply tells everyone to run. With their only exit blocked, our gang decides to use a ladder to cross over into a neighbouring apartment via the window. They block the door to a bedroom with a chest of drawers, and Sam and Danny safely make their way across the ladder. Ghostface tries to barge into the room, but he is blocked by the chest of drawers. Mindy starts making her way across the ladder, but Ghostface finally bursts into the room and brutally kills Annika. Mindy is able to make her way safely across to the neighbouring window, right before Ghostface knocks the ladder down to the street. So he can't get across now, but they're safely on the other side. Cool. Sam is contacted by Gail, who tells him that they should meet up. Oh, we should get coffee sometime. No, it's like, it's important we get together right now. Sam and Tara meet up with Gail, who introduces them to Kirby Reed, who previously survived being in the worst movie in the franchise. (laughs) Kirby explains that this new ghost face is different, since he's killing random people who don't have specific connections with victims or killers from the previous movies. Therefore, they can't predict who he's going to go after next. Right. So, this is how your ghost face is different. That's right. Okay. So, he's just killing people willy-nilly and it doesn't look like he has much of a motive, even though he is killing our, you know, previous connections as, as well. well. Well, he's attacking them. But just randoms also. But he's, yeah, killing randoms as well and they can't work out why. Okay. Sam and Tara are joined by Mindy, Chad, I said Ethan and Danny, but I already killed Ethan. They're dead. The, gu- the, the spirit of Ethan and Danny. Yeah, I said that Ethan was killed earlier, but never mind, he's not dead. <laughs> I, I, I killed him twice in the same plot, just because I really didn't know what to do with him. So, as I was saying, Sam and Tara are joined by Mindy, Chad, Ethan and Danny, because the audience won't feel comfortable unless there's at least five actors on screen at any given point. Tara explains to her friends that they intend to lure Ghostface into a trap, where they'll be able to execute him, once and for all, like that ever happens. And that's always their plan as well. Yes. <laughs> And because I don't know what to do with them, Ethan and Danny are killed off. Ethan is killed off for a second time here by Ghostface <laughs> at this point. Maybe Danny says, fuck this, and he moves to Argentina, yeah. like all the characters should always do. That's, that sounds smart. It's not going to be a Ghostface in Argentina, or will there? Yeah, Argentinian Ghostface. That'd be great. A real spicy flavor to his killing. So anyway, Kirby and Gail have managed to track down Ghostface's base of operations, don't ask me how, <laughs> which is located in an abandoned theater. I love, I love that you're as confused with a lot of this as I am. Yes. <laughs> So they know it's Ghostface's head office because outside <laughs> the theatre is graffitied with a giant Ghostface mural. <laughs> no one no one will ever find my head office. I've just got a painting of my face outside. And it says Ghostface as well. <laughs> I want him to have a door that has his like name yeah, embroidered on it. Like, Ghostface. No, he has a desk in there with a little nameplate that says Ghostface. <laughs> and he sits there and does all these Ghostface taxes. He has a secretary that takes his coat. A little secretary ghost face. Yeah. He has a little post box a outside. <laughs> a little mini skirt wearing a ghost face mask. So our heroes call in Detective Bailey, who rocks up without backup because this case is now personal for him. He's like, I'm doing this off the books. This has been like an obsession of mine. That's right. So inside the theater, we see that Ghostface has built up a collection of clothing and objects from all the previous movies, creating a literal museum of Ghostface. Tara, Kirby, Chad, Mindy, Detective Bailey, <laughs> Sam and Gail. Take their time to look around the theatre <laughs> until someone accidentally bumps a button. A stage curtain rises to reveal several Ghostface costumes up on stage, each one from a previous movie's killer. So there's something like 10 uh, cloaks up there because, you know, there's always two killers in these so movies. So this, like, it, just to clarify, is this from the actual killings or is this from the, from the actual killings, movies? From the actual killings. From the actual killings. So he's, it's not a shrine to stab movies. Even though there are stab posters there, you can see like stab 8 poster, stab 7 poster. 
but that's not important because it was a theatre. Like, I think it was a play theatre, but, you know, they might have done movies on the side. I don't know. It's part of the collection, the yeah. stab posters, because it's, it's about fan. the same thing. So, yeah. it's, it's everything to do with the killings. Detective Bailey tells everyone to hang back and goes up on the stage to investigate. But suddenly he receives a call from Ghostface, who tells him that it's showtime. One of the costumes on stage suddenly springs to life and violently pulls the detective off stage. Love it. Like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Our heroes freak out and run in different directions, desperately trying to stick to their stupid plan. Chad and Minnie are picked off, so they're killed. They're not coming back. Maddie D cheers because he's like, Mindy was annoying. And Kirby is killed as well because no one cares about her character. Sam pulls out a gun and starts shooting at Ghostface, and she and Tara taunt Ghostface into confronting them. A second ghost face steps out of the wings, revealing what? that there were two ghost faces this no entire film. Way. Sam is out of bullets, and so she and Tara flee up into the lighting rig. Tara slips and falls from the lighting ring and clutches onto Sam's hand, but unfortunately is dropped and falls to her death, killing the only actor that the audience really cares about. Wow, shit. We've got to step it up. It's the sequel, Maddie D. Okay. They're going to do the thing of like, oh, we're safe because we're sequel characters. Nope. You've proven time and time again that there's no safety for legacy characters. That is bold. Angry, Sam confronts the two ghost faces head on and asks them why they keep harassing her. Why do you keep doing this? What's the story this time? What's the big twist in the plot this time? (laughs) The two ghost faces are revealed to be Detective Bailey, there you go, and his daughter Laura, played by Samara Weaving, because they're two tall enough people who aren't one of my obvious victims. Wow, okay, so the detective is... I'm doubling down on the idea that the policeman and their child are the killers, which is what I did last time. Right, okay. I was wrong, but I want to be right this time. So, so they have the exact same MO, so they're orchestrating the killings in order to boost Detective Bailey's reputation so he can be like the... Well, I get into it in a second. So, Detective Bailey plans to pin the murders on Sam and Tara after killing them. They say, like, oh, these two girls, they want to boost up their own sort of reputation, so they orchestrated their own Ghostface killing so people believe their story or whatever, whatever nonsense It doesn't it need to make too much sense. It's a Scream movie. Also, Laura is a big fan of the Stab franchise and wants the opportunity to get royalties for the movie version of their murders. She was just like, yeah, I was there. I was one of the victims. I was I was a, the survivor, so I'm one of the only people who gets royalties. Interview me. Along with uh, my dad, the detective. Read who, my book. Who broke the, the Ghostface killer case in the circumstance. So it's all like a big scheme for them to get like fame and, and money and fortune. <laughs> Literally taking your plot from the first Yes. One. But before the two killers can finish off Sam, Gail and Kirby appear out of nowhere with machine guns and mow down the two ghost faces. Because I really, I thought it was really funny when you said that last time, so I'm just stealing your joke. <laughs> so the movie ends with our three survivors leaving the theatre and Gail says to Sam, that was really bad, I can't believe this keeps happening over and over again, can we please not do this anymore? And, the, and everyone looks at the camera. Scream 7's coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my plot. Congratulations, how do you feel? Not confident at all. I, thought I wasn't had- confident last time and I did all right. Didn't call the killers. But uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, just throw whatever at the wall, see what happens. Look, I was impressed. I think at least the first bit of the movie you may have a good yeah, chance we'll see. Of calling. Well, full disclaimer for me, I've got no idea. Um, I watched the trailer for this movie. Oh, I was sitting there going, I have I, no idea. I was like, huh? And you, sometimes what I do is I, I walk away from the movie and then it'll come to me or I'll watch the trailer a second or third time in no matter That is what I did as well. How... Many times I watched it, no matter how much stuff I read about the movie, no matter how much time I thought about it, I was still left going, I don't know. And here's my problem with this, is that typically the formula for the Scream movie is is it's a, like a, a parody, I don't want to say parody, but like an, a homage to previous horror movies. But mm. nothing in this trailer indicates they're going in this direction. No. Which worries me. So one of my predictions for this is that this movie will step away from being as self-aware as it's been before. 
and it'll be worse for it. So, it's becoming, like I said in the past, it's becoming what they were making fun of. Yes. I think what they're doing- Which is what the previous sequels did. I think what they're doing in this movie is, or what they did in Scream 5 was- they followed the formula for the Scream movies to keep everyone From happy. the first one, at least, anyway. And yep. n- now that they've done that, they felt that they've got the good graces of the audience. Now they're like, okay, we've done that. Scrap everything you know about the Scream franchise previously. We're now going to do our own thing. Yeah. We're going to break all the rules. Much like Halloween. Yes. Oh, no. And just to add a prediction on this, and I hope I'm wrong, but if they do this, the movie won't be good or liked. Everyone will hate it, yeah. Yes. Um, but it's not like a Scream movie's been hated before in the past. Scream 3, Scream 4. Yeah, true. The twist at the end of Scream 2, which you didn't see. Yes. That was so dumb. Wasn't it all of them? Huh? Was it, was the, the twist in one of the Scream movies was every character was the killer or something like that. There was no, like a multitude. Not Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh, Ghostface on a train. I guess he is on a train in this one. But another thing I just want to say just for the show is that apparently I've heard that the twist is actually in the trailer. Is it? Uh, there's, there's. Leaked, I didn't see that. There's leaked information out there. I, yeah, I did hear that, but I purposefully avoided it. I, I purposefully like, avoided I want, it too. Because it also could be wrong. Yes. But apparently people are like, oh, it's in the trailer, whatever they think the leaked information is. So, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't obvious to me. No, it wasn't obvious to me either. But like I said, I saw that sort of news story. It came up yesterday. So, the day before we uh, were due to record the show, I saw like killer revealed for Scream 6. And I was like, I can't look at that. Yeah. Can't look at that because then it will influence my plot. Yeah. Um, also, in my plot, Danny's going to be set up to be the killer. He won't be. Everyone knows who my killer's going to okay. be already. But well, let's he, go in. He was going to be one of my potential killers because I was like, he's one of the only people who's tall enough to be the killer. Yeah. So, like, the killer's going to be a tall person. Makes so, it can't be like. I don't know why you ever thought that Tara would be the killer previous. She's so tiny. <laughs> and clearly, like, Ghostface in the previous movie was never tall enough to be Tara. <laughs> like, never short enough, I should say, to it be was, Tara. It was unexpected, right? You always look for- So unexpected, you, it didn't happen. Who you think is not going to be the killer. Anyway, this is my plot. So, here, the movie's going to start much like the others. Oh, get ready, man. I'm ready. This is going to sound very familiar. It's going to start with Gail. Okay. And she receives a call. She's in her apartment. She yes. receives a call. In my plot, the boyfriend is not there. She's there by herself. So who's the guy? Is there a guy in the trailer? Yes, oh, quite f- clearly so. And there's, I don't know. Um, then he's the boyfriend, whatever. No, I he's not there. She's by herself in your plot. All right. Well, it doesn't really matter because she gets a call and she engages in dialogue from Ghostface. Uh, she tells him much like the trailer that she's been through this before and she and he's like the 10th guy to try this. And the guy with the knife usually dies, all stuff I'm lifting from the trailer. Mm-hmm. There'll be a conversation about horror movies, about how they don't have the courage to reinvent themselves like yeah. the movies of old. Ghostface- Maybe will- she was like, I really liked Halloween Kills. <laughs> Ghostface is like, what? You like that piece of shit? And he's like, yeah, you can't yeah. just expect the same thing from a horror movie. You've got to stir it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Ghost- you don't know good horror movies. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to kill you out of principle, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it would be so good. Yeah. Ghostface will talk about the stab movies in this light. He'll say that no one has the courage to do anything different. They just try to redo the original. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here, man. We're going to recreate stuff. It's going to be all new and exciting. Um, yeah. That's what they're going for here. So Ghostface will appear and attempt to stab Gail. Gail and I guess if there's a boyfriend there, maybe he'll die. Sure. No, he's not. He's, nah, she was by herself. She's going to die. He's going to die. Unnamed character. So Gail will manage- I'm not counting that. To pull- Well, <laughs> he's there. He dies. He, he's like, hey, uh, I, I, I took some uh, cookies out of the oven. Get stabbed. Um, yeah, I'll give myself a point for <laughs> giving you the idea. Um, so uh, Gail will pull a gun on Ghostface. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ghostface is fleeing as she attempts to shoot him down. 
and actually manages to kill Ghostface. Wow. What? This is only the opening of the movie. Ghostface is dead? Yes, he is. And she pulls off the mask to reveal just an un- unknown young person, an unknown youth, a male... Somebody we we don't know or haven't seen before. But what's important is that she finds in his pocket there is a piece of paper that has a a list of people, Mm -hmm. including Sam and Tara and other people familiar to our our franchise, as well as as addresses next to them. Wow. So she's like, "Mm, wonder what this is. Well, we know what this is, right? It's written on like police department (laughs) notepaper. (laughs) I wonder who the killer's going to be. And just just to give us a jump scare- She'll think uh, the killer is dead, but he'll, like, rise up at the last second and she'll shoot him down, you know. Again. A second. She a second killed time. him twice. Okay. Killed him twice. Uh, just to get that, you know, jump scare. So, then we get the title screen. Scream. Ah. <laughs> Six. Six kills. We'll then see Tara and Sam. They've moved into a dorm room in New York yeah. City. Uh, and they'll be ready to start their new life. And, th- and they'll be there with the familiar characters like the twins. And mm-hmm. everybody else we see in the trailer. So Sam and everybody else we see, okay. <laughs> Such as? Oh, no, the kids. Didn't, you didn't know who I any of them were, I did you? Ca- I didn't keep track of them. Uh, so Sam and Tara will get a call from Gail. She explains okay. to them that she was attacked. Um, her and Tara, well, she says that her and Tara, as in Sam and Tara's names, were on the piece of paper. And since there's usually two killers or usually multiple killers, mm-hmm. she believes there's a chance that there's a second killer out there or, you know, an additional character out there and they're in danger. The sisters will be alarmed, but they'll feel safe because Maddie D did not watch the third screen movie and believes that uh, the killer never leaves the hometown. So they're like, ah, it's fine. They're not coming Even to New York. Even though Gail didn't live in the hometown. She didn't, no. She never lived in Westboro. No. Actually, she might have been one of the movies. No, she never did. She never did? No, not she Not in the first did. one? No, she was a reporter. For the town, right? Yeah, I don't think she was a local well, reporter. She, never, she was never attacked until she came to the town. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I can't remember. It's been I, a year since I've watched all four of those. I guess incredibly I guess, similar movies. Yeah, I guess if she's if she was attacked in her apartment, she, it wouldn't have been in in Westboro. Westboro is the town, right? I guess the the. If sisters you remember are, in five, she doesn't live in Westboro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I guess that the sisters are just like, well, killers killed. He that. Well, pers- you're saying that they you, the intention of them moving to New York is to avoid the yes. Westboro whole yes continual. Scream face, ghost face killings. Yes, because scream face. In in, in in Scream Five, there seemed to be this idea that you know you go to the town, bad things happen, so yeah. leave. And I think that they told that to to Dewey um, at one stage. So that's their idea. They're in a big city. They feel safe. They're a little yeah. bit on edge, but they're like, look, this killer died. It could just be like a copycat. I think we're safe in New York City now. Tara will go on a date mm. with some guy, Maddie D. With Matt. <laughs> no. And they will go to the movies and watch a horror movie. There'll be okay. some awkward flirting, and Tara will be awkward defensive. groping. She reaches into she reaches she into, into the, the popcorn, popcorn bucket. And she's like, "Why do I feel flesh?" <laughs> it's Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, sorry. Oh my god, I forgot about the whole Pee Wee Herman yeah. thing, <laughs> and I was happy. <laughs> I was happy when I forgot that. Uh, we're building this guy to be a potential killer, by the way. So, okay. we're going to be a bit suspicious of him. I'm going to kill you, daddy. He, she's not dating Pee-wee <laughs> Herman. All right. <laughs> Tell him Large Marge sent you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call me Large Marge. <laughs> Someone stole my bike. Do you remember that one where he's chasing... Anyway. All oh. right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. 
So yeah, they go on a date. They yep. watch a horror movie. There's awkward, yep, awkward flirting. She's yep. defensive about her past, and even though the guy offers to walk her home, Tara decides, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, go go back home myself. I'm gonna walk alone. That's always yep. a smart idea in these kind of Especially movies. Especially in New York City. And then she begins to see uh, somebody who's dressed as Ghostface following her in the distance. She sees Uh-oh. him like you know around there, and she freaks out. Um, she shouts at the person to stop. And then tries to run. She calls her sister in fear. Sam finds out where she is. She might be around New York City as well. And they she yep. tries to meet up. She's at a local where, bodega. Yeah. She, having a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She steps out in the street, just runs into her sister. She's having a pizza. So she runs to see, to, to the same street that her sister's in. Um, and they, you know, hug. And obviously Tara's really stressed, but no ghost face to be seen. Mm. It's like, you sure you saw someone? Yes, I did. I did. I see someone. And all of a sudden, ghost face appears and attacks them. They go into mm. a convenience store. And the scene plays go. out exactly like the trailer. A guy comes in. I thought it was the store owner, and that's what I'm going to stick to. Comes up and, you know, threatens Ghostface, and he dies. Stabs a few other people, and the sisters manage to- So there was to just a man with escape. a shotgun in your, in your store? It's America. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. This is a commentary we're pulling I mean, here. He was behind the counter for some reason. <laughs> well, whatever. It's he, your he ran to get the shotgun from the after counter. After being stabbed. After being stabbed. Oh, so he, he was a regular, like, he's a good citizen. And he ran behind the counter knowing that there was a shotgun there. Because yeah. he's like, I've been to this convenience store <laughs> so know, many times. I know. I've had that shotgun pulled on me. Yeah. So many I, times. Yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> you see, my plot is falling to pieces here. So they escape. They call Gail and they reconnect with everybody that's on the list. So they, they sort of find everybody. They get everyone together. Because, Such as? Uh, you know, all the old regulars, everybody that's on that cast list. Give me here. some names. Uh, we got Kirby is going to be involved okay. here. You know, obviously the twins. Yeah. Um, the Danny as well. Danny, how is he involved? He's on the list. Okay. And he's just like, why am I on this list? I have no connection with uh, Jason as well. Jason's Jason, because be, he's your killer, yep. I'm going to say- he put J- his own name on the list. Yeah, I'm going to say Jason is like a, a fanboy and maybe that's- Oh, maybe no, that's too obvious. Uh, I didn't know I didn't know how to work Jason in. I'm just going to say he knows he knows the girls because, you know, they're all young people. They're friends. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they group everybody together and Gal maintains that this group is wh- who the new Ghostface is targeting. Yeah. When they're all together in the house, Ghostface attacks, much like the trailer. He might end up killing a few people. I like that all the people you mentioned aren't in the house during that scene, mm-hmm. but whatever. Whatever. But our main characters escape via ladder. Um, they go to the police station and see Detective So Gail's Bailey. here this whole time, is she? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Can't believe it. <laughs> they visit Detective Bailey and he takes oh, yeah? their ca- claim seriously. Together they find because uh, he was he was hot on the case at the time. Uh, they- okay, so he was in charge of finding Ghostface as well in your plot. Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he's not the killer in my plot. They find a warehouse with a bunch of stab merchandise for me. A stab merchandise. Yes, yes, okay. it is. Um, and this questions how many they are there. So the movie will lead us to believe that there's some kind of cult going on. That's what our heroes ah. will believe. Like there's a group yeah. of people. There's, uh, you know, the cult of the Ram's Head, of course. Exactly. Exactly. So, Tara will get the idea to lure Ghostface in, and they decide mm-hmm. to do it in their house, so that dorm, uh, that dorm house, and make, okay. and make Tara bait. Ghostface will attack their house, and it is revealed that there's actually two Ghostfaces. They can just escape through the window using the ladder again. Yeah. Well, the, like, okay, so there's two Ghostfaces that have turned up. Okay. Yeah, so in counting, there's three Ghostfaces in total. But here's my twist. The Ghostfaces are not working together. Okay, wow. It was all coincidence. They're surprised to see each other. As, yes. As our, our victims are. So they'll arrive together and then realize that there's another ghost face. It's because they all had a shared vision, right? They all had a shared vision of like <laughs> having to murder these people in order to stop the apocalypse from happening. Yeah. So they all just turned up and being like, what? You're here too? 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like uh knock on the cabin. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So the so our our go our ghost face one, our ghost face A that died at the start of the movie. He's he, obviously not there. He's not there, no, but he was partnered with another ghost face, ghost face B. Okay. Who is Jason, by the way, just to be transparent there. But this there's another ghost face that's doing their own thing, right? Okay. These that's two, the tall ghost face. They, these two these two ghost faces like see each other for the first time and actually start fighting each other. Wow. Ghost face on ghost face action. Yes, absolutely. We've never seen that before. And I'm going to say that um, Jason will reveal himself as Ghostface before, like, he'll pull, he'll pull off his mask and reveal who he is before the other Ghostface attacks him. Okay. Is that making sense? And everyone in the house was like, I haven't seen Jason for a while. Where's he? Oh. <laughs> yeah. We think Jason is dead at this point. Okay. So Tara attempts to attack the second Ghostface. She takes the mask off to reveal it's Sam. I was going to say, he's going to have it be Sam. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I don't think so either, but it's the best I could come up you with. You just did the opposite of what you did last time. <laughs> which is what I did. I did the same thing as what I did last time. So, the idea is Sam has succumbed to the darkness within herself. It's going to be peppered through the whole movie that she's got this dark past. She feels like she's conflicted. She feels like she's this bad person. And I guess it ends up being this bad person. Right. And so, Tara ends up tearfully killing Sam. Sam. Uh, so, Sam kills... Jason as Ghostface. Okay. Tara fights Sam uh, and manages to- Again, the opposite of what happened in your plot last time. Manages to kill Sam. Or so we think because another twist is I'm going to say Sam is alive at the end of the movie, leading to the third movie which they want to make, which will be sister on sister versing each other. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we leave room for the sequel. That's my plot. I have no idea, Kieran. It was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle. Whatever they're going to do with this movie, it's it's beyond my imagination. So this hot and mess- given that the entire plot was just from your imagination, because <laughs> none of it matched what we actually saw in the trailers. What happened to Gail? Oh, she's there. She's there. <laughs> <laughs> she's alive. She she might. Everybody. Um. I'm okay. So I'll say that the the twins survive. Okay. Gail survives. Right. Tara survives. Obviously, Sam, we think, dead, but survives. Sure. Detec- everybody- Detective Bailey, he was useless in your plot. Everybody else dies, including Detective Bailey, including um, the the person that uh, Samara Weaver plays. She's going to die as well. Kirby's going to die in a tearful sacrifice. Okay. And Gail will be, like, injured, but will be alive. Okay. Injured again. Yep. Poor girl. She must be so sick of that. And the ghost of Dewey will appear. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Why must you ruin this franchise? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So clearly, both of us have no idea. No. Let's just let's say it now. Clearly, both of us just have zero idea what's going to happen in this movie, and I think we're better off for not knowing it because we can go into the movie essentially spoiler free with no expectations. Because it is a movie I'm kind of looking forward to seeing. Because I enjoyed that last one. I-, I hope I'm not setting myself up for another sort of Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'm worried situation. about. I'm cautiously optimistic, I'll say that. Like, there's every chance that it could be terrible compared to the previous movie, but I'm still excited to see it, just to see if we were anywhere near calling the plot. So I'm hoping I enjoy this yeah, one too. Yeah, we really hope it's a success. Yeah. I mean, I, my plot sounds like I don't think it's going to be, but I right. really, really hope it's going to be good. And the last movie was good, so hopefully yeah. they, they do a good job. So do you, the dear listener, have any idea what might happen in this upcoming Scream 6 movie? You can let us know at several places. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site through the Podbean app if you have that. Yes. I've got it. I've got to have it because <laughs> we have a show. But anyway, let us know any of your thoughts. 
Did you like the previous movie? What was your favorite movie in the Scream franchise? Rank them. Yeah, you're excited about this movie. Yeah. What do you want to see happen, you know? Don't come to us with any leaks or any yeah, potential do leaks because, you know, we don't actually want to spoil it for ourselves. But the movie's coming out in a week, so we don't have to wait too long to find out. I'm going to be there day one in the cinema, all excited to see what's going to happen. Anyway, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. As is standard, we're returning to the world of actual spoilers where we're going back and we're looking at a movie we covered in the past, we predicted in the past, and seeing how close we got to predicting it. And this one is going to be exciting because I don't think Matty D's seen it, and it's a fairly decent movie. Oh, good. Because next week we're looking at the Nick Cage vehicle, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, wow. Now, that episode, we went crazy with yes. that one. We had no information. We had no we information at all. Crazy. Yeah. We just went completely off the wall. Were we close at all to calling the plot? Not really. But you'll find out how close we were next week. So please join us next week for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, the actual spoilers version. And until then... We'll see you then. Yo. Hello, Shorty. What are you doing? Nothing. Sitting here watching the game. Smoking some butt. Are you all alone? What's up? What's up? What the? Who's that? Yo, pick up the phone. What's up? What's up? Yo, Duke, pick up the phone. Yo. What's up? What you doing, son? Nothing. Just chilling. Killing. True, true.